2: Hello, I'm Oliver Condit, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. This week we've gathered together members of the BBC Music Magazine team for first listen, a monthly slot where members of the magazine team chat about and rate an important new release. So with me in the BBC Music Studio today, uh, Jeremy Pound, the Deputy Editor, Rebecca Franks, our Reviews Editor, and Rosie Pentreath, our Online Editor and Staff Writer. Hello. Hello. This month we've been listening to a recording of Tchaikovsky's two piano concertos performed by soloist Simon Trippchevsky with the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra under Vasily Petrenko, and that's on the Onyx label. So is this new recording a romantic triumph, or like the premiere of the first concerto back in 1875, something of a disappointment? Uh, Jeremy, the uh, first concerto was something of a disappointment at the premiere, wasn't it? It was, yes. Um, it was the whole the whole work had a, a very tortured history. Poor
3: old Tchaikovsky. It was it was kind of turned down by his dedicated who said it was too difficult, kind of sent him into a bit of a spin. I'm not surprised that he sort of went into a deep depression after that and then, as you say, the, the actual premiere itself was, was disappointing. Um, but... Like a lot of the great works, it kind of found its place over time, and eventually, actually, Rubinstein himself admitted it was a it was a great work. So it was it was. um, (laughs) I think Tchaikovsky eventually won over.
2: Hmm. I'm not so sure about the great work, though. I think it's uh, the first theme comes in once, and then Mm -hmm. is played again, and then is never heard again. I think the piano writing can be quite leaden in the first. I think I think Tchaikovsky does a wonderful job of actually lightening it and making it into a um, a much more sort of palatable work i think
1: well i think the thing is with the first concerto i mean both these concertos have these really huge first movements where the piano just seems to be trying to to break away from the orchestra you know you get these really long virtuosic solo passages um and then you have to balance that this kind of episodic design with 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 the orchestra um and i think that was quite hard to to make that coherent in in both of the concertos actually and i think i think that they do a really nice job of of sort of pulling that together. Mm,
0: yeah, that struck me how the relationship with the orchestra and Tripchevsky it was it was amazing sort of how he fits in with the winds at certain times and the strings and things like that I, that. I think
3: I think there can be too much of the musicologist though in saying that it's not a great work because yes, structurally it might be might be weak. The fact is it's remained one of the favourites of the concert hall for mm well over 130 years and so that kind of tells its own tale really doesn't it
1: yeah i'm not saying that I, cuz i do think that the first conjets and i think it's a, is a great piece of music i think it's hard to hard to pull off but I think it is a great piece of music.
2: It's very episodic, and I think it needs it needs complete teamwork. And I think the exciting thing here is that uh, Petrenko and, and Trippchessky have worked together on other uh, Russian piano concertos, and are and, and friends. I mean, they're sort of best buddies, if you like. Um, and 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 they work exceptionally well together, and seem to understand where each other is going. Um, I think I'd like to uh, we'd like to play an extract. I think from the second movement of the concerto. Jamie, the last movement, it's a bit of a sort of a horse's gallop, I think, isn't
3: it? It's a wonderful horse's gallop, though. It's a very folky gallop. This is what I quite like about the the first concerto, which is why I kind of rile against any accusations of it not being a, a masterpiece, is that you do have three terrifically different moods over the three movements. And then said the last one's very folky, very dancing. It
2: reminds me of the last movement of the Grieg, actually, with that sort of absolutely, does, sense yes. of... ...sense um, of... In fact, the
3: structure of the whole concerto reminds really. the Grieg. Yeah, Absolutely. I love yeah. it.
2: Yes, you got that. Yes, you do have that main theme at the beginning, which is, I suppose, it was a, a way of thinking in those days. Really, the, 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 the piano introducing everything.
0: Yeah, and Suddenly, I guess the piano
2: we... being, you know, with Mozart, obviously the piano was important, but the orchestra had that grand introduction but with the piano, the really, from the start, the grand statement.
1: And also, I guess you just touched on there, the, the folky feel. So Tchaikovsky's one of these composers who's drawing on the Russian folk tradition and you get all these wonderful kind of folk inflections and the melodies that come through that, um, I don't know, that it's very direct, there's a real directness to them that um, I think gives it instant appeal.
3: And as you say, if you've got a player like Drupczewski who
2: can really make it dance, then it really really pays off. And he does, I think. I really think he does. Um, I think we'll hear, we'll hear an extract from this Allegro Confuoco from the Concerto Number 1. So that was the last movement of the Piano Concerto number 1. Piano Concerto number 2 seems to be much more restrained, much more classical, much more refined, I think. Rebecca, you you however.
1: I have mixed feelings about the second piano disagree. concerto. I think it has an absolutely gorgeous middle movement. I think that that Second movement, I could just listen to that all day. Um, I think the... Well, what about
2: what, what is it about it, though, that you think is is extraordinary?
1: Oh, the second movement. Well, we hear it here in um, a sort of revised version, which is much shorter, um, and it has this glorious melodic outpourings um there's a it moves into a sort of central trio section where you have the leader of the orchestra of violence james clark and uh here the lead cellist as well um playing this glorious glorious trio um that just it's just full of real it's like a moment of chamber music in the
3: middle of a a concerto isn't it it's terrific and it's quite extended as well that's what's surprising about it it's not just a, a little glimpse of a trio, it actually goes on for quite a while, and you kind of lose yourself in another world, don't you? And then you come back into the into the full concerto again. This is a much more mature Tchaikovsky as he is now.
0: I
2: mean, yeah. it, it takes takes you back much more to the sort of classical world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel. The, the opening is extremely joyous and it's, um, in um notes, he wrote that he, he once heard this concerto and he really wanted to be able to feel the sunny side and to be able to play it. Um, and I think with that, and then, yeah, you've got this kind of, it's more melancholic, the second movement, extremely beautiful. You do feel like Tchaikovsky's come of age with this concerto. Um, he wrote it after his marriage and after the year where he'd, you know, he'd been in extreme financial difficulty in 1877. It came after all of that, so that might explain perhaps why there are these massive depths of emotion. I don't know if anyone agrees, it does feel very emotional. Yes,
3: yeah, so I I kind of sort of, I wonder if it's the sort of slightly weak opening, which kind of means it hasn't quite had the same impact as yeah. the first piano concerto, because ironically, just after we've been saying actually Tchaikovsky never does much with, the, with the, that grand opening theme of the first concerto, that you know, know, that's what people know about it, whereas here you don't get something like that. That's
1: exactly, yeah. I just kind of feel that, that, that exactly, it's a bit weaker, it's kind oh, of a I, little I,
2: bit I, silly. I think, I think it's stronger than the opening of the first. I, I think, think, yeah. The, yeah. First I think is, the theme of the first is very clumsy. Uh, I think it's a yeah. big, hammery, in-your-face Russian theme that sort of says, you know, this is a melody, where I think the the, the, the opening movement of the second is much more symphonic. But you
1: remember, you remember that? the opening of the first, that's the thing that sticks with you. Whereas the second, you think, what's he going to do with this? And he does do interesting things with it. So
0: I think beyond, beyond the very opening few bars, once you get into the first movement of the second, there's so many colours he brings out and so many little interactions with the orchestra. You've got amazing moments where the piano has got its sort of flourishing solos and it meets the flute and things like that. They, those are really special moments for me. I think, I think it, has, it does offer a lot. It
3: doesn't remind me very much of Tchaikovsky, though. That first movement <laughs> strange enough. It doesn't. If I if I didn't know that it was by Tchaikovsky and I heard it for the first time, if it was Brahms or something. I wouldn't yeah. not. Oh yeah, I wouldn't guess it. I was thinking. I was actually thinking someone like you know, Sindig or Alnays or something odd like that. It just
2: doesn't really say well, Tchaikovsky to me. Sh- should we hear the um, the opening movement of the piano concerto and then we'll move into the an extract straight away from the Andante non troppo, which is the Silotti um, uh, version, shorter in fact. So that was the uh, f- an extract from the first and the second movement of the Piano Concerto number 2. And what I loved about the second movement of this concerto is Tripczewski's beautifully soft touch on the piano, which you don't really, I feel, have in its full beauty in the first concerto. It's almost as if he's reserved to that sort of special playing for the second concerto. Yeah. It's almost mm. as if he feels he- he's more fond of this concerto. Yeah, I, think was you think
0: you, I was going to say that comes across, that he really does love, love the second concerto. I think it makes it a special find?
3: And it shows off the, the chamber musician him in as well, doesn't it? I, I know we mentioned that this is a little sort of chamber section, but it shows the sort of the interaction between him and the violinist and the cellist is is really beautifully balanced.
1: And I, I think that really, yes, as you say, the sort of performing aspect of it really stood out because for me, and I think I'm probably at odds with everybody else here, I thought that the RLP I've heard them on record on, on better form. I think um, I think they do very, you know, they're obviously wonderful orchestrating and very good playing, but. I, if you think of the Rachmaninoff First Symphony they did earlier this year, it was so incredibly committed and polished. Um, and or the, the Shostakovich Symphony series, you know, for Naxos, mm. just really superlative playing. And I just felt there were some kind of moments of tuning that could be better, some slightly I tell you what I really muddy what
2: I'll tell you what I really loved about this, though, and, 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 I, and I agree with you to a certain extent, but I love the balance between the piano and the orchestra. I thought that they got it spot on. The recording engineer that Onyx have, have got for this, um, and in fact, I haven't seen who it is. But um, uh, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's outstanding. It really is. I mean they've managed to pull off something very um, um, coherent and cohesive. So, shall we hear the, the very sort of sunny final movement of the, of the second piano concerto? was the final movement of the second piano
3: concerto i absolutely love it and um, this is it's a great way to finish it if you like the the little scherzo actually it reminds me quite a lot of that sort of the up and down runs it's very very lively very sprightly um it's probably not his most sophisticated bit of writing but if it doesn't put you in a good mood i don't know what will
2: so scores on the doors please um jeremy
3: I like this disc a lot. I liked having piano concertos number one and number two, the second of which I don't know very well at all, on the same disc. I thought it was really committed playing. That lovely moment in the kind of chamber section, the second concerto, worked wonders for me, and I'm going to give it eight out of ten. Rosie.
0: I'm going to go for nine, actually. Um, I think it's, yeah, superb playing. The orchestra and um, the soloist, the way they communicate is just fantastic. Um, and, yeah, I love this second concerto.
2: Rebecca.
1: I'd like to give this seven and a half. I thought there was some really superb, really elegant and um, virtuosic playing from Simon tripp and and really lovely sort of coherent vision from Petrenko and the RLPO. Um, As I say, I think there were some moments of... Well, I just think I've heard them slightly better, which is why I've given it seven and a half and not, say, eight.
2: Well, I'm going to slightly beg to differ because I'm going to give this nine... Um, as Rosie's given it nine. What I really loved about this was the recording quality, um, the balance between the piano and the orchestra, and textures I've not heard before from this piece, um, thanks to superb orchestral playing um, and wonderful articulation and um, textures from Simon Trubczewski's playing. And I thought the tempos were, 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 to my mind, um, spot on, really. So I'm going to give this nine. So complicated maths... uh, division later, we've given this disc 8.375. So that brings us to the end of this month's first listen. Join us next month when we'll be getting together once more to discuss another major new recording. Goodbye. 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 Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.